All right. Greetings, brothers and sisters. We praise the Lord for another uh, Sunday. We've made it to uh, September. It is actually September uh, 3rd, uh, 2023. Um, it is a beautiful day here, um, at least uh, where I am. It's a little overcast. It's been pretty warm. Um, so we thank the Lord for uh, everything that he does uh, in any given season. Um, he knows exactly what everything that he's created needs. And um, we all are very thankful that God is always doing what's in the best interest. He doesn't just do that for, for nature, but he does that for us as well. God, in case you missed it, has been doing what is in our best interest. Now, I know that um, um, for some people, um, the things that have been going on in their life has not been um, ideal. And so when we make a statement like that, and for them, um, they have a hard time grasping um, all, all of that. Um, um, but nevertheless, it is true. God does do what is in your best interest. It's just that you also have the ability to do some things. And depending on some of the things that you do, you can sometimes bring upon yourself, I can bring upon myself things that are not in my best interest. Now, that's if I'm in, in doing it. Now, God also um, can do things um, that you don't like, but just because God does something that you don't like doesn't mean that it isn't in your best interest. Now, when we say in your best interest, what we simply mean by that is, is that there is a good that is going to uh, come um, at some point or some time. So it might not always be immediate um, right then and there, um, but um, but you keep living, you keep going down this 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 road, this walk of life. And, and you're going to run into it. Amen. You stay faithful to God and the things that happen in your life that, that were not so good to you, or, um, you couldn't really understand, um, at the time it was happening at the time it was going on. You just keep right on going. You keep, keep on marching. And, 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 and the Bible says that all things work together for the good of those that, that love the Lord, those that are called according to his uh, purpose. You, you keep walking, with Jesus, uh, brothers and sisters, just keep walking with Jesus. And I guarantee you, um, the things that didn't seem so good or so all right, God's, God's got a way of turning that thing. God's got a way of showing you and taking you to a place. And all of a sudden, you begin to understand some of the things that you didn't understand. And then you're able to look back a few steps down the road at where you come from and what you've gone through. And you realize that you're stronger for it. You're better for it. You're further along for it if you keep walking with Jesus. Now, if, if you don't have a walk with the Lord, you have not been... Um, um, you're not on the Lord's side. Now, how do I know if I'm not on the Lord's side? Well, if you have not been water baptized, um, if you have not been, if you have not repented of your sin, amen, if you have not been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, then you are not on the Lord's side, okay? That don't mean you're not Lord friendly, amen. You might not be adverse um, or a adversary, so to speak, in the truest sense to God's, uh, to God's way, um, you may even have a, a, a respect uh, of sorts for God's way, but you have to understand that don't mean you on God's side. Amen. You can respect God all day long and not be related to God. And you need to understand God does want your respect. Amen. We ought to have, uh, uh, we ought to reverence God. Amen. Amen. But, but you need to understand in addition to your reverence, God wants your allegiance. Amen. Amen. God wants you to join him. Amen. Glory 
to God. God wants to and put his spirit on the inside so that you'll know who he is so he can walk with you every day, talk with you every day. You can hear his voice. He can minister to, to, uh, to, to you and you can in turn minister to him through worship and praise. That's how we minister to the Lord. We minister to him by way of praise and worship. We, that is, that is a ministry that we give unto the Lord and God wants you to be a part of that. Now you understand something being friendly towards God is not enough to get you into heaven. I hope you understand that. I'm going to say that again, being friendly towards God is not enough to get you in heaven. Amen. God, God, God respects that. Amen. Amen. And it's good that you are not actively trying to cross swords with, with God, but you need to understand as long as you are in sin and you have not surrendered to the Lord, crossing swords with the Lord is what you are doing. None the less you're squaring off against God. And I want you to know that, listen, you don't realize that you're fighting against God, but you are when you seek to live your own way and do your own thing. Um, and, um, you don't acknowledge God and will not acknowledge God. Well, guess what brothers and sisters? Well, that that's, that's, that's adversarial to God. Okay. That's the way he, he takes that. That's anti-God. That's anti-Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, and, um, how did you switch gears, Brother Walker? You said anti-God, and you said anti-Christ. Christ is God. You got to understand that. Jesus is God. So when we talk, God's got many different titles. Amen. Amen. So I don't want you to get lost in the sauce when we when we uh, switch vocabulary. When we talk about Jesus, we're talking about God. When we talk about God, we're talking about Jesus. Amen. When you talk about the Holy Ghost, you're talking about God. Amen. When you talk about the Holy Ghost, you're talking about Jesus. Okay. When you talk about Jesus, you're talking about the Holy Ghost. When you talk about Jesus, you're talking about God. Do you understand what I'm saying? One and the same. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's not, listen, there's not a multiplicity of gods. There is no trinity of gods. Amen. There is no duplicity of God. There, there's none of that. Hero Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. That's Deuteronomy 6 and 4. God is very clear and has always been clear when it came to the mathematics surrounding him. God is important to God that your, that your math be right when it comes to him. God wants your numbers to come out right. Amen. And when, when, and, and when we start dealing with numbers in association with God, you need to understand you, you, uh, glory to God, glory to God. You go beyond one and you're doing too much. I'm, I know, I know, I know some of you are taught different, different schools teach different things. We don't care. <clears throat> we go with what the word says. We don't mean to be disrespectful, but at the same time, we're not going to tolerate foolishness. We're not going to tolerate the whims of man, the ideologies of man, and none of that kind of stuff. We're not going to attempt to explain God in a manner in which he didn't explain himself. So if in the Bible, he didn't explain himself as three or as a triune or as a duplicity or whatever you want to call it or anything like that, then guess what? We're not going to get here all the way up into 2023 and then start describing God in a way that he ain't described himself. No, that's nonsense. We're not going to do that. No, no, we're going to keep it just the way that God got it. We're going to keep it. The only number you want to be associating with God is one because God is one. Even the devils know that. So listen, all creation know that. 
They all bow to him. They all yield to him. The only ones that don't have no sense is us human beings. My goodness, but glory to God, if we could just get it all right, get it straight. And I'm glad that God is patient with us, giving us opportunities to get it right with him. Brothers and sisters, we are back in our lesson. This is lesson six um, in our series that we have started. The series is entitled um, Addendums to Our Life's Story. Amen. Addendums to our life's story. And we are um, we have taken up this this narrative um, from the book of Jeremiah. Amen. Um, chapter 36. And we are looking at verses one uh, through seven. We are going to read that in case someone will listen to this and and and, and may not have a Bible um, immediately handy um, for to them. So Jeremiah 36, one through seven says this, and it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah, the Lord from the Lord, amen, saying, take the roll of a book and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations. From the day I spake unto thee from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them, that they may return every man from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Neri, and Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord, which he had spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. And Jeremiah commanded Baruch saying, I am shut up. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. Therefore go thou and read in the roll, which thou hast written from my mouth, the words of the Lord in the ears of the people in the house, in the Lord's house upon the fasting day, and also thou shalt read them in the ears of all Judah that come out of their cities. It may be they will present their supplication before the Lord and will return everyone from his evil way. For great is the anger and the fury that the Lord hath pronounced against this people. May the Lord have a blessing to those that hear and do his word. And as we always say, um, the blessing is in the obedience. So while there is a blessing for those that will just hear the word, and that's wonderful. We want you to always keep listening to the word, make room for the word of God. But that blessing, brothers and sisters, will always pale in comparison to the blessings that are to be had upon obedience to what you hear. Okay. It's not just hearing it. You're not doing God a favor. I'm not doing God a favor by just sitting here and listening to the word. No, I need to listen to the word. Amen. Amen. That's good. But more so than that, the point of the word is so that I will become obedient. Amen. And I will move into cooperation with the most high. God wants you to cooperate with him, brother, sister. God wants you to lay down your arms and he wants you to stop fighting. He wants you to surrender. And he wants you to, instead of fighting against him, he wants you to fight alongside him. God 
is trying to recruit you. God is trying to adopt you. God is trying to bring you into his royal family and give you an inheritance. Amen. I don't necessarily mean that he talking about, I ain't talking about don't, don't get in your, in your head, fame and fortune and money and all. And no, no, God may give you some of that. But no, when I'm talking about an inheritance, I'm talking about eternal life. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Giving you a way out so that your story don't end here. Okay. And then after it's all done here, you slide right on into hell. No, God trying to give you a better end than that. Word of God in Jeremiah, one scripture says that I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not evil. Glory to God. Amen. He goes on to say to give you a what? An expected end. Glory to God. God want to give you a good ending. One scripture tells us that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. God's going to wrap up your story. He started it off and he's going to wrap it up. But the thing is, is that how he wraps it up is going to depend on what you have put in the middle of that. Remember, he's the author and the finisher. But what about the middle of the story? Well, he's letting you write that. But here's the thing. You can now you can pioneer and go off road and write it on your own or you can make the best choice you can ever make. You can allow God to move your hand and and to to operate through you you can surrender your life and and you can allow him to write this your life's story glory to god glory to god if you let god write your life's story let him help you don't pioneer it don't don't get smarter than everybody else don't assume you know everything don't start walking to your own way don't march to your own beat yes you can do it and God will let you do it. But I implore you, I'm begging you, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let God guide your hand as your life story is being written. Because I guarantee you when it's all said and done and you ain't got nothing left in the tank and ain't no more writing for you to do. Remember, he's the author and the finisher. That means that he's going to write the last part. He's going he gonna to wrap that up. And depending on what was written in that middle, it's going to depend on how that story is going to get written. At the end, glory to God, glory to God. We just, we, we talk like this to make it plain. We want this to be plain for you to understand. We don't, we're not, we're not here to talk in riddles and, 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 and you know, and in, and in prolific dark sayings. No, we're not doing that today. That's, we're not doing none of that. We're making it very plain today. You have the ability to live your life the way that you want to. But living your life the way that you want to does not mean that God is going to be okay with and accept the way you want to do things to the point where he is going to allow you to get the best of what he has to offer, meaning he's going to bring you to heaven. He's going to give you eternal life. No, if you don't listen, if you want eternal life, if you want to make it to heaven then you got to live in cooperation with God now. You cannot wait. You cannot decide that I'm going to do me now and do God later. He, he Listen, if you choose that, there's so many people thinking that they're going to slide into heaven, but what they don't realize is that they sliding right into hell. And the reason why is because you they think that God is stupid enough to just allow, be all like, oh, well, you know what? I'll take whatever it is that I can get. You want to serve me for one day and you know, your last day and, uh, and, 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 and of your life or whatnot, and you want to turn to me. You know what? I'm just going to give you. No, nah, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. 
No, not when you, when you have done that on purpose. No, it don't work like that. Now, see, that's something different when you're dealing with somebody who didn't know nothing and they find out at the end and then they change at the end. That's different. That's different. Be at peace. Glory to God. We'll see you in heaven. Because you got it right when you finally heard it. But you who know better, you who know the way, you've been told a long time ago, you have uncles and aunts and mothers and fathers and grandparents and people and friends who have told you the right way. <clears throat> but you chose to turn a deaf ear. Maybe you didn't like the way that they said it. Maybe you didn't like the way that they presented it. Listen, let me tell you. Listen, I, I don't care if 29 pigs fly all at once. And then do a disco dance and hand out candy at the end. As spectacular and phenomenal as something like that might be. You cannot play God. And I don't mean act like you, God, when I say that. I mean try to get over on God. And purposely live your life the way that you want, never acknowledging, never surrendering whatsoever, and then purposely saving it to when you ain't got nothing left in the tank, you ain't got no hardly no days left to give God anything when you could have given God the best of your service, the best of your life. And then you're talking about you going to heaven. Let me tell you something. No, you are not. You are not because God is not stupid. And he know that you tried to play him. And at the end, the only one who's going to get played is you. You are you. You think you're playing God, but he but you really playing yourself. Because you think God is you think God you think God is hard up on worship that he's so man, he's so short on worship. He'll take anything. No, the wages of sin is still death. It is still death. But glory to God, the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. 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 So if you've done all, if you if you got on the Lord, you didn't surrender all, you're on the Lord's side. But if you are not, then I want to tell you today, please, please, ma'am, please, sir, don't delay. Don't put this off. Get right with God now. Now, brothers and sisters, we're in our sixth lesson here. And and we last left off in verse number three. Okay. We took verse number two. Take thee a roll of a book. Amen. Amen. Take thee a roll of a book and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations. From the day I spake unto thee, from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. Now, let me dissect. That's verse number two. Let me dissect. Let's dissect that just a little bit. Okay. I know we did a little before, but there's there, there's a, there's a little bit more to go. And then, Lord willing and earnest, we we gonna we gonna really look at uh, verse number verse number three in Jeremiah chapter thirty six. Okay. So Jeremiah, we all now know the backstory. If you don't know it, please listen to the previous lessons. It will bring you up to speed, okay? So now Jeremiah, okay, he is in prison and he uh, in, uh, in Judah, in the kingdom of, uh, of Judah, okay? He, he is, he's, he's in prison, amen. 
and we can tell this and we know this, especially when we read down, amen, um, um, that, you know, that he can't, that he, he's not free to just roam at this point. Mm -hmm. He's not free to just, to just go wherever it is that, that he wants to go. And we learned that from verse number five and Jeremiah commanded Baruch saying, I am what shut up. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. What was Jeremiah saying? He was saying, I'm on lockdown. <clears throat> he was saying, I'm in, I'm, 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 I'm in confinement. Amen. Baruch is a, uh, a scribe, if you will. Amen. And he's working along with, with Jeremiah. So Jeremiah is, is in prison. He doesn't have free reign. Okay. Jeremiah is at a stage in his life where his movements are restricted. He's not able to go like he wants to go. He's not able to do like he wants to do. Amen. Now, I want you to understand something here. Now, Jeremiah is in prison. Amen. And his movements, his ability, so to speak, are now restricted. Okay. He cannot go and come and do as he wants to do. Nevertheless, if you go back up, to verse number one, the word says, and it came to pass in the fourth year of Jeho Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, uh, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord saying, now check this out. Jeremiah is in prison. He's on lockdown. He can't go and he can't do the things that way he wants to do it yet. And still while in this state, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. I hope you caught that. I hope you caught that. Jeremiah is on lockdown. Jeremiah is, uh, is, is has been confined. Jeremiah's movements are restricted. He does not have free reign and he cannot go and come as he pleased. Nevertheless, in the middle of this situation, this very sticky, this very tight and this very undesirable situation. And more, my goodness, you know, I don't know nobody that want to just be in prison or be restricted. And so, and guess what? If you can imagine yourself feeling like, man, I wouldn't want to be locked up or locked down. Well, guess what? Jeremiah, listen, he was a man just like you. Okay. And so he felt the same thing. We can safely believe and assume that he did. He too would have rather not been locked up if he didn't have to be. Nevertheless, Jeremiah is locked up here, but it didn't stop the fact that the Lord sent a message or gave him instruction. And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah say, uh, from the Lord saying, amen. Now, verse number two, take thee a roll of a book, what? And write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all that all the nation from the day that I spake unto thee from the days of Josiah, even unto this day, glory to God, glory to God. Now let's, we, we, we unpacking all of this and God, I'm not, my goodness, I'm excited about what God, what, what God has. Jeremiah is on lockdown, but nevertheless, God sent a word to Jeremiah. Now watch this. He didn't send a word that was just for Jeremiah. Now that's not what he did. He didn't send a word that was, that was, that was aimed at, uh, at, at, 
at, at, at um, inspiring Jeremiah to feel better. That's not what he did. God didn't send Jeremiah a word that was meant to, 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 to encourage him. No, that's not what he did. He didn't send Jeremiah a word that was meant to inspire him. That's not what God did. He did not send him a word that was specific to his situation. Jeremiah is in confinement and God did not send him a word that spoke to that confinement. Glory to God. We, man, I'm telling you, we're going somewhere. So just buckle up and stay with it because God got something to say. Here Jeremiah is, and he's been a prophet for the Lord for some time, and he has been speaking for the Lord and on his behalf. And all it seems to have gotten him at this point is, uh, is solitary confinement. He's, he's on lockdown. Jeremiah would go through, brothers and sisters, a series of being locked up and, 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 and beatings and all sorts of different things, all in the name of God Almighty. Amen. Amen. And so he would find himself in confinement and being locked up on several different occasions because the people whom the word of God was sent to didn't want to hear that word. Jeremiah here in verse number two, God sends him a word, but God doesn't send him a word to his situation. Amen. Uh, let me segue here for just, just a moment. God sent Jeremiah, Jeremiah a word. God sent a word, but the word that he sent wasn't for Jeremiah. And I have to wonder how many of us base our service on what God can do for us instead of the sheer worthiness of God, whether he does something for you or not. How fair weather at times is our service to the Lord when we don't get a word for our situation? You say that you love God. And I would say that's a good thing. But I have to question how much you actually love God and how much I actually love God. Do I love God because he's doing something for me right now? Am I loving God because I am anticipating what he's getting ready to give me in the next few moments or in the next little while. What is my service? What is your service to God based on? Will you follow God? When he seemingly doesn't have a word for you. Will you obey God? When doing so does not mean your situation is getting ready to change. Glory to God. Jeremiah is in prison. And he's given a, the word that he was given. Listen, Jeremiah wasn't given a word for himself. Jeremiah was given an assignment. In other words, Jeremiah is in one of the worst predicaments that he could be in. And God said, hey, guess what, Jeremiah? 
I got some more work for you to do. How committed to you, to, to God, are we? Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Do you not understand? Do you realize that to bless the Lord at all times and to have his praise continually in your mouth means that it must be there and that you must do so even when God is not doing the thing that you want him to do for you. Jeremiah is in prison. And instead of sent, being sent a word of comfort, he sent a word of instruction. And instead of being given instructions that would change his situation, he's given instructions that are change somebody else's. How many of you listening to me got a problem with serving God? Because you think that every time you do something for the Lord, it should always end in you getting a benefit. But I got news for you. Sometimes you're going to walk this walk with the Lord and your situation not going to change right away. Sometimes you are going to serve God. And guess what? When you go to church, you are, listen, you are going to leave a home that is in chaos and you're going to go to the house of the Lord and you're going to give God the praise and worship that he deserves and you are going to go back home to chaos. Waiting on God to speak a word of peace be still. Waiting on him to calm the storm. Sometimes you're going to walk out of a storm to do the will of God and then as soon as you're done, you walk right back in it. but greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. See, that's the reality of this thing. You don't pick and choose the arena in which you get to serve God. Jeremiah is at a point in his life, he can't go and put, go the way he wants to. He's unable to do as he pleases. But he still got an assignment. He still got an assignment. This also speaks to something else as well. I hope you caught it. I think you did. I hope you did. If not, we'll bring it out. Jeremiah is very much restricted. He's confined. He's unable to go and do things the way he wants to do. And so Jeremiah has to be creative. God, Jeremiah has to use the resources and the things that he's that that God has given him or have made available to him. Verse number two: Take thee a roll of a book and write therein the words that I have spoken unto thee. Jeremiah, I want you to start writing. I want you to start doing all of these things. Said, I want you to start writing it down. I want you to take the word. I want you to get all of this. Brothers and sisters, listen. I don't know where you may be in this stage of life or the season that you're in. 
But just because your season is not favorable to you does not mean that you are exempt from your service to God. Just because you can't do the will of God the way you want to do it doesn't mean you're exempted from doing the will of God. When God give you, listen, when God give you instruction, when God give you an assignment, God will never give you an assignment where there is absolutely no way to carry it out. You may have to make use of the other means and things that God gives you, but when God gives you an assignment, God has taken into account your situation, your circumstance, and the fact that he's assigned it to you means that he has taken inventory and he knows that what he's told you to do, you are going to be able to do. You may have to rely on him, and we should always be relying on him. But guess what? God is most glorified when we do not lean on the arm of flesh, but we lean on his everlasting arm. Amen. 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 Jeremiah was given the task to write down this, these words. He said, take a roll of a book. Now, I've said this before. Back in those days, a, 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 a book, they didn't have books the way we have them. Their, their books were scrolls. So that's why you have this, this phrasing, write the a roll of a book. Their books were in scroll form. Amen. Amen. They, they didn't have the binding and all that kind of stuff. There was no printing press and all that kind of stuff, things that we have and we now enjoy today and, and all of that. When they didn't have any of that. They didn't have any of that. So it was written on scrolls. So this is what he means when he says, take the a roll of a book. Amen. So take a scroll. Amen. And I want you to write all the words that I have spoken. Notice what he told him. He said, write what I spoke. He didn't tell Jeremiah to write none of the stuff that he wanted to. That is not what he told him to do. Let me segue right here. Some of you who are on the mission field and you are and, and, and you're witnessing and you want to 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 win souls to Christ and all this kind of stuff. Let me explain something to you. That is good and that is noble, but you have got to do it God's way. Stop adding. Nonsense to what God said. Stop adding your doctrinal views. Stop adding your ideology. Stop adding your concepts. Uh-uh. Leave all that stuff out. He said right there in all the words that I have spoken. If you are going to be successful in soul winning, guess what? You are not going to be able to win souls on your own strength. You need the Holy Ghost. See, winning souls happens when God speaks in spite of you. And I just believe that some of us would see more traction in the area of soul winning if we stop using it as a platform to make ourselves look good and to tell our story and we start using our story as a platform to tell his story. See, listen, ain't nothing to write home about me. 
If there's anything good, anything noble, anything righteous, anything halfway, you need to understand, it is because of God Almighty in spite of me. So if I'm going to tell you my story, if I'm going to give you my testimony, I'm not going to give it to you from the perspective of making myself look good. But I'm going to show you how I was low down, nasty, dirty, and lost in sin. And a God who was worthy, who I did not deserve, came by and did something for me. And made something out of nothing when I was that nothing. My story will be nothing more than a vehicle to tell God's narrative. Don't change the word. Leave it the way God got it. You want to see souls change. You want to see people delivered. Give them the word. The power. Listen, it's his word. God changes people when they respond to his word correctly, not when they respond to you. You can't save anybody. Do you understand? You cannot save anybody, but God can. Amen. Jeremiah, he tells him, he says, write there a scroll of a book. He says, all the words, write down what I told you. Now, check this out. Notice, notice this. He says, against Judah and against all nations, Israel and against Judah and against all nations. And I told you before that that got everybody. Israel and Judah are, are, are called out specifically, and I told you this before, because the kingdom was divided into a northern and southern kingdom. They were sister kingdoms. But they were all God's people. You understand that? They were all God's people. So God says, listen, I want you to write this role. And I'm and listen, this and, and all the word that I have spoken against all my people. So that's why Israel and Judah are called out specifically. All my people. You understand? Amen. Then he says, and against all nations. That take that covers the rest of the world. Okay. God said, I got a problem with sin everywhere. God is not up there somewhere excusing some people's sin and not excusing others. No. In order to have sin excused, it must be forgiven, which means that it must be remitted. And that comes through repentance and obedience to the salvation process. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he shall in no wise inherit the kingdom of heaven. You're not getting in. You got to repent of your sins. You got to turn from your nasty ways, your corrupt ways, your twisted ways, your unholy ways. You got to turn from your filthiness. Yep, we call it just like it is. Your thieving ways, your lying ways, your adulterous ways. We call it just the way that is. Your disobedient ways, your idolatrous ways, you got to turn from that. I got to turn from that stuff. And I got to have that stuff washed. And I got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
And when I get that gift, you're not wondering about that. Goldie Ghost ain't goosebumps and 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 all fire and all and, 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 and that that well, a, a feeling of 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 just <laughs> of fire. No, it's not a feeling. You understand that? The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. Now he now he now listen. When the Holy Ghost comes, he, he he can make you feel all that. Amen. 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 But it's other stuff that can make you feel pretty good too. That don't mean God's there. But see, when you get the Holy Ghost, you get that real deal Holy Ghost, oh, you're not going to wonder about that because you're going to be able to speak in another tongue as the Spirit of God gives utterance. You're going to be able to do something that was impossible before you. You have never been able to do. You are going to be able to speak in, in a language that you do not know, and it is not your native tongue. And that is God proving to you that he's completed his side, meaning that he has placed you in the body. Because by from by one spirit are we baptized into one body. Amen. You got to have the Holy Ghost. It is through the receiving of the, of the Holy Ghost. Whereby God places you in his kingdom. You got to have that. You got to have water baptism. It is in the obedience to the water baptism that a divine surgical procedure takes place. Whereby God begins to cut away the foreskin. Of your heart. Spiritual circumcision. Glory to God. And that's for everybody. He said Judah. He says Israel. Judah and all nations. Now notice what he says. He says from the day I spake unto thee. Glory to God. From the days of Josiah. Even unto this day. Now hold it right there. Hold it right there. Watch this order. He says, you're going to write all these words, everything that I said. This is what I want you to do. This is the task, Jeremiah, that I want you to write, that I want you to accomplish. This is what I want you to do. And this is how far back I want you to go with it. From the day I spake unto you, glory to God. So that's Jeremiah 1. Before I formed thee, I knew thee and called thee a prophet unto the nations. Gave him an excitement. He said, listen, from the day I spake to thee, from the very beginning, from the days of Josiah, Josiah was a king, but he was a good one. Unlike some of the other ones, Josiah was a good one that brought the people and insisted the people turn back to God. So Josiah was a good and a righteous influence. 
He was a king that was going, a leader that was going the right way in the right direction. And he was trying to lead the people the right way. Even in the face of forefathers and others who were walking in sin, Josiah decided to bring it back and go back to God. Notice what he told Jeremiah. I want you to write down the things from the time that I spoke to you. So when you first got introduced to me, when you first learned about me, when you first, when I talked with you, when you heard my voice, then I want you to include, guess what? What you heard through the people, through the right influences, through the king, this, through, glory to God, from the days that you had a good influence. So not just, I, not you're going to, listen, you're going to write down everything from the time when you didn't have no good influence, it was just me. Then you will include the stuff from the time when you did have a good influence. You did have good leadership. You did have righteous leadership. And then thirdly, he says, and even unto this day. Now things are less than ideal. Josiah is gone. The kings and the leadership that you have right now is, is suspect. They doing their own thing. He says, Jeremiah, I want you to write everything down. Oh, you're going to give this word. From the very beginning. Before there were any influences or anybody else, and it was just me and you, all the way to when you did have noble leadership. And then you're going to continue all the way into right now when you don't have it. What's the point of this? God gave Jeremiah an assignment that spanned every stage of life. And Jeremiah was still responsible. At every stage. He said, the word got to include everything. From the day that I spake unto you, that's the very beginning. From the days of Josiah. Now, and even unto this day. Some of you have, God has a calling, an assignment for you. And you got to understand. When God makes you, gives you an assignment, when God calls you. When you become aware and you learn of God. You need to understand this and listen to this very clearly. There is no stage or no point at which you become non-responsible for representing God. Jeremiah is told to write a book. He's to represent God. He, he, this is a word for, this is a word for the people. But it cast it, but that word includes is meant to listen, it must include 
everything from the very beginning from to the middle to what seems to be the apparent conclusion of things, at least as far as Jeremiah knew. God gave Jeremiah an assignment that included his very beginning his middle and his present day. Do you hear what I'm saying? When God, when God, when you become aware of God and you obey God's word, and now you're on the Lord's side, let's say you start as a child. Okay. Amen. Amen. You are still a representative of the most high God. You are still a representative. You are still responsible for everything from the very beginning up to where you are right now. You're responsible for speaking the word. You're responsible for giving the word. From the day that I spake unto thee, from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. You might have fallen somewhere along the way, but it's time to get back up because God gave you an assignment and God means to use you to reach somebody else. From the moment that God brought you into his service, it's been God's intent to use you. And even though you may have stumbled along the way and found yourself in situations that are less than ideal, guess what? You still got an assignment. And you still got to do it. You got to surrender to the Lord. You've got to choose God. You got to continue with the journey. And it don't stop. Because things are less than ideal. Things may be less than ideal at times. But it doesn't change the calling. See, this message had to go all the way back to the very beginning. God wants to use your testimony. to bring glory to his name. Some of you started 
in the presence of a godly or good examples. Maybe you didn't grow up with it. You didn't, you didn't hear the call of God until you came in contact with an example. That's okay. You got your assignment now. God sent somebody. To let you know what you needed to do. Some might have started way back when. Before they had a, a, a any really good examples. There weren't really any good examples, but but you were pursuing God and, and, and God revealed himself. God made it plain. And then others, it happened when you began to to, to, to follow the Lord, it happened when through the through through looking and seeing other people serving the Lord and 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 it and it and it was something about it that drew you and God drew you in. It doesn't matter where the start is. You got the assignment. And if the Spirit of the Lord is dwelling in you, brothers and sisters, guess what? You got a job to do. And that job starts <laughs> as soon as as you become aware of who God is and you surrender to him, regardless of the circumstances, whether it was just you and him or he sent somebody or, or, or you know what I'm saying? Or it, was, or it was you and him through somebody else that he used an example. It doesn't matter. And it also doesn't matter that maybe at this present moment, there are no godly good examples in your life right now that are demonstrating how to walk before the Lord, how to talk before the Lord, how to be and live in cooperation with the Lord. It may very well be that to this present day that you don't have any of those things presently there to inspire you and to tell you and to show you what it is that you need to do. That does not matter at all. you will just have to become the example for somebody else. But whether you, whether you have good examples or not, you got a mission. You got a job to do. Brothers and sisters, I really thought we were going to get to verse number three, but it looks like all we had was time to really do verse number two, but that's okay. In this sixth lesson, this is just, I'm telling you, this is good, good stuff. Now we've really just kind of taken verse number two apart. So, so Lord willing, whatever he wants to do, the intent is for us to really jump into verse three and keep going on next week. And I believe that we're going to be able to do it. But again, I also thought that we were going to do it this time. And God said something different. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave you with, with this at this point here and be ready for next week, Lord willing, when we pick back up Jeremiah 36, one through seven, um, and we move into verse number three in earnest, I believe. Until then, God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. And I'm going to go ahead and end the recording here. Wow.